When you're sitting there on your phone and you're sitting there consuming all this, that automatically turns into what we like to call as me time. I've earned this. I had a long day. I'm wearing a tie for crying out loud. I had a long day. So I deserve this time now to just sit and vegetate and let my brain turn to mush as I jump from one senseless thing to the next. And it's at that moment that you're trying to alienate everybody that you love. You're trying to alienate the kids because you're trying to give yourself space. Now, I know about that space, and I definitely agree that everybody needs to have some healthy space to themselves. This is true. But if you overstep your amount of time in that, and that more becomes such a delicious time for you, meaning like you can't wait to have that, and you show such joy, such relish in those times. When your kids walk in, you're just like... (laughs) Oh, I love this time. But you don't show that same kind of time when it's family time. You don't show that same kind of time when everybody's all together. So you have a really, really set a very terrible example because you're showing your kids that you just love that a lot more than you love spending time with them. Hi, everybody. This is Ari Ben-Shushan. And this is Yassi Ben-Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Brought to you and powered by Meaningful Minute. We are back. Bar Hashem. Hashem. Little, little, uh, little summer over there. Little break. I, um, I, I was on a road trip, Yossi. So that's I, why. I, I think you mentioned this road trip. I, I like literally every episode so far. I, what I'm gonna throw in over here is that no, no. This is doesn't a, the summer go fast? Three thousand miles. Three thousand wow. miles. Yes, wow. yes. Up, up to Yellowstone. And uh, we went over to the arches and up, whatever. You have to be a national um, forest guy. I, one second. Oh, just go ahead, yes. Uh, could you ask me? Oh, gosh. Do you have any pictures? <laughs> you don't mind. Could you, could you, no, I'm not, could, could you ask me for my national forest park ID? Oh, no. Now, those, oh, yeah, those of you watching it, this is 2023. This is 2024. Wow. I have access. Right. You know, so I, I have access to the national can parks. Can I tell you what happened to me this summer? I, I saw pictures of you and your family on this 3,000-mile uh, uh, journey of uh, your road trip. And right after that, I was on the phone with a person mm. who escaped Iran and went through the mountains and all of that. And you know what I thought to myself, Ari? If people were like escaping right now and going through the mountains, they would be WhatsApping their family groups with all of the pictures of them almost not making it. So, so, right. which I think uh, leads us into our topic for today. Every single listener out there is owes me something right now that you didn't have to hear all of the stories of Rabbi Ari doing a oh. 3,000 mile trip. Oh, they're coming around. Oh, oh, they're coming around, Yassi. You you can run. Yassi, it's at this point I'm yelling, Shoshana, you know, just run if you'd like. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because uh because I'm gonna catch up right. to you. That's all. So go ahead. L- let's let's, yeah, segue. let's segue. Let's segue. Let's segue. Right, right into the right. topic. So our topic for today is media consumption, um, all media consumption, uh, uh, really. You know, um, I think 
media intake. Media intake. Uh, consumption. No. Because second with it. No, well, you see, the reason why I like media intake is because is because it's MI like Mission Impossible. You know what else was impossible? Driving twelve hours oh, a day. Wow. On the three thousand. <laughs> wow. Wow. There we go. Wow. Circle back wow. round. Um, Circle back uh, round. Yeah, media consumption would be MC, Master of Ceremonies, which I'm taking over now in order mm. to bring us back onto topic. Very good. Very good. I could do Very this all day. Let me hear. I could do this all day. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the concept out there that um, we really need to understand, actually, and this is why I wanted to call it media consumption, because the idea of us just passively watching or listening to something um, makes us feel like we're choosing whether or not that affects us or takes up our time or takes up our energy or takes up our emotional space or takes up any of these things. When in reality, it's consumption. It goes inside of you. So if you eat something unhealthy, you don't then get to choose what your body is going to store or what your body's going to take from that unhealthy thing and what your body's not going to take. It just naturally happens. When we um, take in media, it goes inside of us and it will affect us in one way or the other. And we have to be very, very, very careful. Now, really, I have a uh, completely separate agenda here, which is if mm -hmm. we're doing it to ourselves. No, no. Oh, no. I see. I see you. I see you. I <laughs> no, I'm not getting I, I'm, I'm not getting antsy. I see you. What's happening? No, I just have. I I have this little mini air conditioner. I, L L A. Who knew? But it gets pretty hot. It's a thing. Um, and so I got this little mini air conditioner to not make a lot of noise. But I'm sacrificing for our audience that I'm going to sweat right now um, in this hot room. Because the air conditioner is making its noise. Go ahead, yes. I I'm think sorry. I think Continue. you know Nachi one time brought this up agenda. when he was talking to me about something. I think we should have a drinking game. Um, every time we mention Robert Berkowitz, every time you mention that you live in L.A., every time um, you uh, bring up Shvili uh, Pinchas, uh, uh, I don't know, like just different, different things, different things. We no, should have a fine. drinking game Yossi. for that. Um, you know. I feel that if, you know, the um, in the back of the Mishpacha magazine, oh, they have that terrific comic, The Kichels, they have they they already have a game for that called Twisted Kichel. I mean, I don't see why, why we, we can't, can't have get a game. a game. I don't know why. Like, we can't like why can't we get a game? <laughs> we should be able to have a game. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. Anyway. We can get a game. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You had another agenda. Yes. So my other agenda was that if you're going to take in and consume media, that is your prerogative, um, to blast it out uh, to so many people. And what I'm talking about is not like, you know, you have a clip from Milo Bitterman. And even that I'm going to get to in a minute, uh, you know, soon. But I, that's not what I'm referring to. I'm saying, you know, you have some political agenda. You have some political uh, whatever. And I'm choosing politics on purpose. Um, not because I, I suffer from this, um, but because 
people tend to really represent nowadays politically with a lot of political media, which doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that they're politically making any difference in the world. It doesn't mean that they're um, um, advocating for anything else to happen differently. It just means that they're on a specific political media side of things. And that, uh, that media, they insist on sending out and having everybody see. Now you're responsible for the intake and consumption of so many other people. And I think people should take that a little bit more seriously. Hey, everybody. All right. So they've been hearing us talk about the collars and Koyasi. Um, people now on the street have been asking me, you know, who are people on the street? Just random yeshiva guys who are always looking for the next great white shirt. And that's that's really where we're at. Because they're like, really? You're doing commercial stuff? And the answer is, you think I'm doing commercials? No, 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 no. I'm breathing brand new life into what is the yeshiva guy movement. Now, we all know it's white shirts, black pants. That's the mahalachachayim. But within the white shirt game, there is now a new contender who I believe is going to be taking over um, in the world of comfort, in the world of just being able to wash, dry, and go. Uh, it, Collars & Co. really is it. Shemaim went and literally gave such a great idea to a yid that either you can have it just the three quarters of the way down, that's like a polo, you put on a jacket and a tie and nobody notices, or people have been asking me, yes, do they make regular shirts with the button down all the way down to the bottom? The answer is, yeah, of course they do. And they're amazing. It's the same awesome quality. It's so comfortable that I'm just, I'm going to feel, and I've already been starting to feel like such a win. Every time I'm by shul and I see another Collars & Co., there's a guy and our eyes meet. And we just like, we shake our heads because those who know, know. Those who know Collars & Co., they know comfort. So go to Collars & Co., Dot com use promo codes two cents two cents podcast just the promo codes two cents and yes they're gonna join the proud the many the collars and co-wearers well i mean all together you know there is a concept of bitl tire there's a concept of bitl's man you know all together and um people today baruch hashem very many have found themselves away away from things that would be considered um a problem of you know we're not referring to things right now um in social media or what have you that are us or to look at their that's not what we're referring to we're referring to things that yeah you know it's just a talking head about the news it's something that's just giving us um information about the world but the question is how much can we possibly consume before we completely lose focus of what our job is in this world, what our purpose is in this world. A person can sit for hours and hours going from all different media websites. Now, this isn't a knock. I'm not knocking any particular website, Jewish or not Jewish. We're not <coughs> coming with any kind of... Look, let me just explain this to everybody else. Uh, as the Ben Shushan brothers, we, we have zero <laughs> agenda about... It's not like we're coming to push anything we don't know any of these places. I was literally, I was literally just forte. about to jump in and be like, we don't have an agenda due to complete lack of knowledge. Of things. We're, we, we're not, it's not just like complete <laughs> lack of care. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 trust me. We have enough. We got enough going on. 
Y'all see, today was a busy uh, day. I know. I could see you wearing a today tie. Today was a busy day. I'm wearing a tie. So, 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 so today was yeah. a busy day. I am a new tie wearer. Right. And, and uh, you know, I went running through today. We had, we had Rebbe meetings the whole day. After that, I had to, I had to learn and I had to record, uh, uh, well, something called Nesiva Ziyasher. Go ahead, take a drink. <laughs> And, um, and, and, and then, and then after that, after this tonight, I'm giving a shear. I had to prepare for the shear. And then us, Baruch Hashem, Yossi and I, um, have lives where we're doing what Rev Berkowitz told me. And I imagine, um, he's given you the same kind of a breakdown, which was, he told me before I left to America, he said, don't ever be bored. Don't ever have free time. Always, oh, always be busy with something. And the reason why is because you want to feel accomplished. You want to feel like you're going. The moment somebody goes and starts to consume media, consume just whatever it is, it may not be something that's bad, but it's terrible for your time. The Gemara and Brachas tells us that if somebody has Yisurim coming to them and they can't pin it on anything, they didn't speak Lashonara, they daven with a million, they didn't look at bad things, all the, so then it says, okay, but then blame it on Bittal Tyra, meaning... If you have nothing else to point to, then certainly you have Bittal Tyra. Now, that's in a time before there was ever social media, before there were a million different things that were literally tugging away at our time. And then you have, you know, the influencer culture as well. Uh, you know, that coming in from, from, from all the different angles of social media where they're Jewish influencers and they're good people. They're, they're good yidden. That That's... We're not, we're not coming to attack anybody's integrity. That's not it. I'm coming to literally beg you to begin to weigh out the precious moments that are given to you as far as life goes. And is this something? Is this something worthwhile to let your brain go and have it consumed by it? Because your mind will be consumed by it. And then after that, it's so hard to sit down and do the dafiami. It's so hard to really pay attention to the kids. So yes, can, can we split this in two different yeah. areas? One, there's the personal growth of self, and two, your family right. and everybody else. How does it affect you, and how does it affect everybody else around you? So yeah, So you know, there are um, there are so many ways to uh, connect and contact people and uh, uh, be there for people. You have to understand something. Um, uh, let's say, uh, you know, I'm just uh, pulling an example out over here. Let's say you have, um, you have children, right? Uh, adult children that have media also and that have, and it, you know, it seems the main concern that you have is to send them, you know, political things or to send them any sort of media, really. I, I don't, I honestly, in that sense, I don't care if it's a share, Right. Anything that you're sending them, you just took a message that you were giving to your children. And again, I'm using that because I know it's a, it's a sensitive, but it could be a spouse, it could be a brother, it could be a cousin, it could be anyone. You chose to use that time and that that uh, um, ability to contact them to send them that. Now that's fine; it's totally fine as long as there is that balance that you're also. Uh, conversing with them about them, about you and them, about your interest in them, about your connection with them, about all of uh, about all of these things. But if you're not, then you're really not weighing out your time properly. You're really not uh, um, 
prioritizing in your life properly. Now, that's just number one on, on, you know, on that level. Number two, I've, uh, I've gotten a lot of blowback from saying things like this because people say, well, we have to be informed. That's true. Number one, you're always going to know. It's very rare that something is going on, right? Uh, 9-11 happened before social media. Everyone knew immediately what was going on. Everyone was sitting at the edge of their seats. It doesn't matter if you were a Rosh Hashiva. It doesn't matter if you were a businessman. Everyone was sitting at the edge of their seats while that was going on. If something big is going on, you're going to know about it. It's going to happen. To say that we're doing this in order to be informed for creating change, for doing all this stuff, is not, is not really that great of an argument uh, due to studies done. So studies done show that um, people who are engaged in um, political drama, um, and again, I'm just using politics as an example here, but people who are engaged in political drama on a international level of things, so... Um, or even domestic, but that will require international. So, uh, you know, the presidency and the like, your vote really doesn't matter as much as you think it matters. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it doesn't matter as much as you think. What you, where you can actually affect change is in your local politics, is in your neighborhood politics, is in your uh, uh, local actual government. Um, and those people are never involved in the local government. The people who are constantly saying that the reason why I am so knowledgeable in, in politics is because I need to know what's going on. They're never knowledgeable in politics that they can actually affect. So it's not that we need to know what's going on. Most of us that are involved in it are not because we need to know what's going on. It's because it has become a form of entertainment. Now, moving um, uh, uh, away from that, People nowadays, everybody has, I mean, us also, I'm going to say I'm guilty of it. Everybody has a platform. Everybody has a way that they can reach out and affect people. And if you have the minutest amount of talent or, um, trying to avoid saying one word, I'll say a different word. But if you have the minutest amount of talent and ability to draw attention, let's say, you you can have people listening to you now on a very large scale. And these are never people. I mean, give, give a look at us. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. And oh. these are never, by the way, these are never people that know you, right? Um, my siblings don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> now, mostly because my, my wife, I, I, I don't, she, she, two cents yeah, what my wife doesn't listen to my <laughs> podcast you joking me huh? right mostly because now that is also because i don't want to you know i have to put my siblings against it. It, it mostly because they know everything that i'm going to say but aside from that even if they didn't the 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 message is still uh, uh the idea that you're only going to know me for this clip of time and anyone can be um charming or or uh digestible or whatever for that period of time so they'll put together all of these things to say and then now they become uh an influencer and that's the point uh, one of the points that i wanted to make over here is when it comes to media we're taking in all of this information from either media outlets that are political so they're all influenced by their politics and we're just taking it by influencers. And, and again, I'm throwing myself in there, um, but by influencers 
who we want to question and know where is your opinion coming from. I've seen uh, someone just showed me. I'm sorry, I'm going to let you go. I, I know I'm going for it, but you know, I I just saw someone sent me a clip of like some kid um, who's talking about like you know uh, uh, this this learning or this what he called he was doing uh, in Torah. He was saying he was wearing like this weird yarmulke and he was walking through these hallways. And he got into a like an Audi A8 or something like this, like really fancy car afterwards and drove away. And it was like, I was like, what in the world did I just witness? <laughs> I, I don't I don't think he should be talking about that. I don't know what he should be talking about, but definitely not that. So what I'm saying is, is that we have to be careful who it is that we're allowing access to us to our neshama, to our soul, to our mind, to everything, with where are they coming from, what is their intention, and no, it's not innocently scrolling through or watching through and then you know dismissing or not dismissing. All of this takes an effect on who we are. You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Trud Viter, as they say. I'm going to go a step further to say, I, you're right, I don't know. Um, but I do know that that probably the damage could also have been incredibly, incredibly worse. Uh, the damage of seeing everybody on their social media all at the same time you're saying, coming you're saying in with a million different stories. Yeah, by 9-11. You know, the first thing that Israelis do, I believe, unfortunately, by a terrorist attack is that they try to jam all communications between everywhere else because false information a lot of times is much worse than um, than the information that came through. I don't know what could have happened for the people in the towers any better. I I I really I I don't know. You know, obviously, and if it could have saved them, so then it could have saved them. But this is an extreme thought. Meaning, we're not arguing. Is it better that there's social media in the world today at all? Right. It's not what we're saying. So if you want to go and use that at that moment, you know. So like Nahi brought up, would have saved lives. Yes, you know what else saves lives? You know that funny little thing that they have for Windows, the window buster? You press the button and out comes the window buster and it shoots out? So that also saves lives. Everybody should have one of those in, in their car. If a third grader brings that into my kid's class and starts using it on kids, then I'm afraid because it was used at the wrong time. You want to use social media after the first plane hit to help people with the second plane and tell people to get out of Manhattan? You've used the buster at the right time and good for you. But then to go to take it and become your entire existence, it's like you brought the buster thing to our wedding? To our wedding? Meaning you brought social media to our wedding and as you're walking down the aisle, you're taking a selfie and you're sending it out to people? <laughs> you've overused the window what? buster. So you've overused the social media. I, I, That's all. Did you just come up with the window buster thing? Was that an on-the-spot thing? Yeah, I'll see. All right, day. Is that an on-the-spot thing? I want to I wanna, I wanna yes, give it's on credit the spot where credit's thing. due. Hey, it's... Yes. Going. Thank you. Um, Thank yeah, you. that's very. That was a very good example for that. And again, I just want to be clear when I when I brought up a, a 9-11, I, I wasn't speaking about the specifics of it. I'm saying when big things happen, we're gonna know about it. You know, being informed wise, we're gonna know. Um, I, I've I, I, I've had people attacking like you don't know what's going on here, you don't know what's going on there. I'm like, now that you know, what are you doing? Uh, where where is your responsibility lying in in, in knowing about this? Now, I know this is going to cause, by the way, a lot of Shalom bias <laughs> and a lot of uh, a Shabbos table issues that people are going to argue over this. What I'm saying is, is that I don't mind if 
people have a hobby that they enjoy the news or they enjoy, uh, um, you know, uh, consumption of this or that. As long as we understand that the world, the world over, and, and this, this isn't new. This has been going on for years. But I think now it's just very prevalent because it has become dangerous. The world over is trying to hack our minds and make us believe so many different things. You know, it started off way before internet or social media with advertising and many other things where they're trying to get us to believe and understand and, 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 and walk a certain way and talk a certain way and be a certain way. But in general, the whole world is trying to get us to believe everything that they on their agenda want us to believe. We have to now more than ever try to have our space and time where we remove ourselves from influences outside of us and bring ourselves back to, so this is where I was going to bring in, I, I honestly, I don't care if it's a share. I really don't. And, and I'll tell you why I don't. Yes, it, could, could, could you, yes, yeah. yes, yes. You're going to have to explain yeah. that. Meaning, like, which point? Because I, I, I was going to jump back on you on that because you said, I, I don't even care if it's a share. What do you mean uh, you don't care so if it's I'll a share? I'll tell you why Explain I don't care please. if it's a share. I feel like there is this um, falsehood out there in the world um, that that I have a Rebbe online, uh, that I have a Rav, you know, through social media that I follow and that I listen to. There's not a lot of dialogue of back and forth between you and that person. And that's number one. Number two, there shouldn't be a lot of dialogue between the two of you. Okay. I get, we both get right. A, a, a lot of emails and a lot of back and forth with questions with this and that. And a lot of times my response to people is you really need to go uh, uh, get a Rebbe and get, and get to a, a Rav. A yeah. Rav or you a therapist. A, yeah. And a lot of times they get yeah. very upset at me. And they get very angry to respond very nasty with, 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 with a lot of, a lot of uh, venom towards uh, uh, how I responded to yeah. that. And, and I'm sorry, but I still stand by it. If I don't know you, I'm not your Rebbe. If, if I have never sat in a room with you, I'm definitely not your Rebbe. And even if I have sat in a room with you and it's over at Shabbaton or somewhere I don't live, I'm probably not your Rebbe. So... To say that I have my rebeim through uh, this, you know, media. No, you don't. You don't. Now, you can learn yes, from people, yes, I, but that's not I, your rebbe. There you go. That's what I wanted to bring up. Meaning, I love the morale, right. but to be honest, if I have a life question to ask between Rav Yitzhak Berkowitz and the morale, I mean, it, on. Unless you want to turn to the Maral has Ruach HaKadosh, okay, that's something else. But what I mean to say but is, like, you don't as have far as personality goes. <laughs> no offense. No, 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 no. What I mean to say is, is that they know, they, they, between the two of them, the Rev Berkowitz is somebody who got to know me and understands my limitations, understands my right. kachas, understands all these different things. And so that's somebody who you're meant to go to. Now, it could be either way. The morale is a gadol adar, so it's like going to Reb Chaim Kanievsky. I, I don't mean to compare the two. It's perhaps a bad example. But the point trying to bring home over here is, is that if a person's entire existence, including Tyra, 
ends up becoming just a social media, another platform or just another thing. Now, Tor Anytime and so many other amazing websites that have hours and hours of Tyra, learn, 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 and learn. Go ahead and do that. But unless you get a personal connection with the Rebbeim and the, the Rebbitsons who are teaching over there, so then that aspect of it, you're lacking. You need to have a certain human connection. Nafshay Kshura Benafshay that the Torah brings of Yaakov and Yosef is a concept where they had a connection to each other, almost that the student would represent the Rebbe, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu davened for Yoshua and the Maral over there brings why Davin for Yoshua and his answer is fascinating. He says, because he wanted to make sure that if Yoshua would go off, it would look bad on the Rebbe. Meaning there was such a connection over there between the two of them. And that's only because Yeshua made himself known to Misha. Everybody learned from Misha, but who made himself known to Misha? The Talmud, that was directly Yeshua. And hence, that's where the Messiah comes from, that Misha Rabbeinu gives over. So in that respect, I, I definitely no. hear it. But now I want to talk about the effect on everybody right. else. No, so no, no. So no, I, I, I just, I, I just wanted to add to that for half a second. That, that, I, I, I understand, agree. There's so much that we can learn. There's so much that we can learn. But when we're talking about our day to day moving life and our opinions and our, our, our growth, there has to be something more tangible and real that we're holding on to that brings us further. So, but even to you as a Rebbe, if a kid walked into your class. And said, and you said to him, and he said something, and you said to him, um, you know, I guess my Rebbe just didn't hold it. It's like, well, my Rebbe's the Rambam. So who do you have bigger than that? And you're like, no, I'm sorry. It's not true. Your Rebbe's not the Rambam, right? You learned the Rambam. You learned a lot from the Rambam, and that's amazing, but he is not your Rebbe. No, he's not. And because, because we both have met people yeah. in specific cities in Israel <laughs> that run around saying that the Rambam or whoever is their Rebbe, and that's why he believes in whatever it is that he believes in that we know is halachically, hashkafically, emotionally, and psychologically not okay to believe in, and he still believes in it because there's no dialogue to tell him otherwise. He gets to interpret things the way he wants to interpret. So, yeah, uh, I I definitely agree, but I think that we need that... um, that that balance i'm sorry now continue yeah oh here we are yas baruch hashem with entering in now the greatest yid that yassi and i knows the one who has been with us since the beginning powering the two cents podcast but that's not just you know it's the tiniest thing that he does um he is the one who powers yad lacham to go to do the most incredible work possible yes i just want to say really quick before we jump into this there was somebody came over to me in a share and he's like you know, you guys never explain what Yad Lacham does. So just to say it quickly, I thought that we did, but Yad Lacham literally is the one responsible to go. And whenever there's a Jewish girl in an Arab village, she married into an Arab family, something along those lines, they will be there to save her, to bring her and her family out, and then to continue beyond getting her all the help psychologically or the help monetarily, everything else that needs to be helped. This is Hatzalas Nefashis Mamish. So we get to talk right now with one of the greatest Yiddin that I believe Yassi and I have ever gotten to know, the Heliger of Nisanal Gans. Shalom Aleichem of Nisanal. Shalom Rav. Every time I, I come on, I, I have to learn a Gash Ramban with that introduction. Um, but, you know, <laughs> perhaps a guy who didn't know about Yad Lachem, maybe he came on the sixth or seventh episode, so he missed the background. 
So, you know, as always, the first episode, you want to give a little background of what, what Yad Lachem does. So, yes, like you said, we help rescue Jewish women and children that are trapped in our villages. A quick synopsis of how that happens and, and, and what is that we do. You know, you have a girl who comes from a broken background, a broken home. I always say the common denominator, unfortunately, is, is that you can learn from in our villages that you have people who come from the most Chashir Rosh Hashiva families, most Rebisha families. And when they're missing the love at home, sometimes they'll, they're vulnerable to get it elsewhere. You know, I always give a marshal, you know, in America, you go to a mall and there's these kiosks where they sell, I don't know, the most random things, right? I don't know, a hairbrush, even if you're bald, whatever, right? And it's always an Israeli doing the selling, right? It's always an Israeli doing the selling. Come here, come here, come here, come here. I sell you something. And in Eretz Yisrael, it's, it's also Israelis. But you have a girl, she goes to buy something. She, and, and, and someone calls her over. She can't afford it. The guy notices that. He comes over to her. He speaks a fluent Hebrew to her. And and then she doesn't realize anything is negative. She can't imagine there's something wrong. She can't imagine there's something wrong. And then he says, my name is Mati. He says the right things. And eventually, he says, you know, I'm embarrassed to say, my name is Mahmoud. But at this point, she can't imagine there's something wrong because all she hears is kindness. All she hears is good things and good things. And when she was missing that, now life will be great. But unfortunately, it's not great. And the horrors that these women suffer from is unimaginable. And the children that are born, that are regular Jewish kids, Ravosner once said that there's a generation of Tinoikish and that are growing up in Arab villages. And we're here to save them. We have, most of the work is done in prevention. And we'll, we'll get to that maybe in another episode. We have 21 social workers who work with girls on a daily basis. It's constant work. It's constant avoida. But you're literally <clears throat> saving people's lives. And we say, you know, we didn't introduce the website yet this season. We say, Whoever saves the Jewish life is if they save the whole world. So our domain for the Two Cent Podcast is, guys, you say it. Saveaworld.org. 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 Why do we do Save a World? Because you're, really, you're literally saving a world. Saveaworld.org. Just we should point that for the Two Cent listeners. It is specifically, we know if you go to Saveaworld.org, that you come from this podcast. So with Hashem's help this year, we'll, we'll touch upon in the next episode. We're going to save at least two, three women. It costs over $10,000 a person through saveworld.org. So we'll be back the next episode. Tune in. We'll tell you good stories about Yad Lachem. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm very excited for this season. No, so then we wanted to talk about um, just how it affects you with other people. But I think right before that, I do have to say, and what gives Yossi Ben Shushan and Ari Ben Shushan the right to even have a podcast and have people sit and listen to us? You know, uh, there was a Rebbe recently who told me that his daughter was listening to the podcast. And he said to me straight, and I was so appreciative. He's like, I said to my daughter, why, why is Rabbi Benchushan doing this? It's Bittletary. He should be sitting down and learning. And, and by the way, I, 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 I took that Huge as a muster. Yes, I, I, I took that. Yeah, no, I took it as a muster. And, 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 and I said to him, to tell you the truth, I, I, I think the answer that I have is just what people tell me why they listen to the Two Sons podcast, which is that when people are, and this is the window, when people are like driving to work and was either to listen to the news or listen to something that will maybe be musser light, something that's wrapped up nicely that they can laugh with, but also get some kind of a message from. So then we're just the better of both of those evils. You can't be learning, learning all the time. A lot of people aren't built like that. So they can't be listening to Sherm all the time. It doesn't mean, and like so many emails that you and I have both gotten that I used to listen to non-Jewish right. music to work. I used to listen to uh, just very negative talk radio when I would go to work. But now I have you guys to listen to. And then you have a lot of kids who themselves were turning to non-Jewish uh, things to be exposed to. But the Benchushan brothers, they, 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 they enjoyed to listen to us, probably because I talk a lot about the oh, road trips. Oh, wow. Um, 
that yeah that 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 I we uh, that we get into. People are going to be sending me emails and be like, "Could you please talk about it more?" I'm like, "I hands were uh-huh, tied, yeah, hands were tied." Yeah. That's all I'm going to tell. You're all welcome. Yeah, well, that's right. Okay, but 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 now going into the effect on other people, which is that when you're sitting there on your phone and you're sitting there consuming all this, that automatically turns into what we like to call as me time. I've earned this. I had a long day. I'm wearing a tie for crying out loud. I had a long day. So I deserve this time now to just sit and vegetate and let my brain turn to mush as I jump from one senseless thing to the next. And it's at that moment that you're trying to alienate everybody that you love. You're trying to alienate the kids because you're trying to give yourself space. Now, I know about that space, and I definitely agree that everybody needs to have some healthy space to themselves. This is true. But if you overstep your amount of time in that, and that more becomes such a delicious time for you, meaning like you can't wait to have that, and you show such joy, such relish in those times, and when your kids walk in, you're just like... (laughs) Oh, I love this time. But you don't show that same kind of time when it's family time. You don't show that same kind of time when everybody's all together. So you have a really, really set a very terrible example because you're showing your kids that you just love that a lot more than you love spending time with them. And you don't mean that. Nobody means that. Of course, with our kids, we love spending time. Funny, I recently spent a lot of time with my kids. We oh, had, uh, my driven, Lord. Uh, pretty far. And, and that was a wonderful time was. together. But which in which in which you were not on people. your phone at all at any point. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, no, no, no. It happens to me. Yes, it happens to me. There was a few times over there where where, where I mom. No, we were listening to an audio book. Happens to me. We're all listening together. It was fifteen hours a day practically. I can't explain to you how long we were in the car. So we listened. To it, but there was a few times I stopped and I said to the kids, and I, you've heard me say this a hundred times. I said to the kids, guys. I want to just appreciate this moment. We're driving, beautiful sunset in front of us. And like, you're still young. You're, you're, we're, we're all together. There's nothing in this world that I want more than all mm. of you with me right now. It's just, let's take in mm. this moment and really is beautiful. And I feel like that's an important thing to let everybody around us know the entire time to offset the negativity of what may be your infatuation right. with being connected to social media so often that they may not get those vibes from you. You literally have to speak right. it out. So I, I, you know, I, I mentioned this, I touched on this uh, um, a little bit before. But I, I, I just want to be clear, especially if your kids have access to, you know, WhatsApp or whatever it is that, that you're on. If what you're forwarding and sending and, and, and putting on statuses and like doing all these things or even talking to your friends about at a Shabbos table or in shul or whatever it is with excitement and passion and all this, your kids are going to see that. Your children, your family, your loved ones. I don't care if, even if you're not married, even if you're, you know, their uncle, even if you're their brother, their cousin, whatever it is, they're going to see that. Now, they're going to know that that has become a love and a a passion of yours, wh- whatever that specific thing is, whether it be politics, whether it be an influencer that you're following, whether it be uh um you know the meat smoking smoking, whatever it is it's gonna be that new thing that 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 they're not included in and then when they do approach you or they do want to talk to you or they do want to say anything like that it's gonna be oh that's very nice 
And all of a sudden, right, that passion and that uh, a, a zest for that thing is gone. So through all of it, um, especially if what we want to say is, again, I don't mean to bring it up again, but especially if what we want to say is, is the idea that, you know, I need to be informed. You're not. You're, you're getting informed and you're getting, um, even if it is an influencer you're following, or even if it is news, or even if it is um, a specific uh you know um a, a psychology or self-improvement even a lot of times a lot of times what 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 the clickbait of it is is a negativity and and we want to know we want to know what the next danger is lurking in the back of our fridge or you know whatever the uh the clickbait line is going to be what what that means is and what that does to us is is it puts us into a state of constant anxiety and fear and then we give ourselves an out of, of course, I can't pay attention to my children. Of course, I can't pay attention to my loved ones. Of course, I can't do the right thing. Of course, I can't listen to them right now. I'm finding out what sort of cancerous dangers live in my kitchen, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So I have to go after that. And, and this becomes a learned behavior that we can constantly and consistently go for that because it gives us a sense of security and certainty that if I know all the things that are out there, I know all the stuff, I'll be protected. But but it's all fake. Even if it's real, it's fake. Because it's yeah. pulling you in yeah. to, to constantly and consistently believe that. In other words, the, the real first line of all of those things, you know what the greatest cancerous danger in your fridge that will murder your children is? Your phone, if you put it in the fridge, okay, that should be the first line of every single one of those clickbait things because you're oh, not God. paying attention to them because you're not focusing because you're not what do you call it? So no matter what it is, you know why you shouldn't tr vote for Trump, the, you know, in 2024 because because he has Twitter, okay? Like no matter what it is that you are jumping, yeah, yes, you you, you you just reminded me, I. Uh, we were by the monkey park. Have you ever gone to the monkey park in Israel? Oh, shoot. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, we were at no, the no, monkey no. park on our road trip. <laughs> yeah, I've been no, to the monkey no. park. No, yeah. no, no. You remember the Aquafim. monkey park? So I was at the right. monkey park. Now, when we were there, I don't know if you remember, but they let only a few certain families in like each right. time. Like you go through it and you have like a, a like a kavutza. Of like 15 right. people, they let you in, then you wait for them. When we went in, there was like this American guy, his father-in-law, his family, and the guy didn't stop talking about elections the entire time. And like, after a while, you're shocked. Like, I was shocked at his prowess, at how he was like, no, no, Trump, no, no, Obama, no, 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 Dick Cheney, <laughs> and he was talking. Now, we're seeing the Flyus Habira the entire time. Crazy monkeys jumping around the entire time. He's like, no, 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 Condoleezza Rice. You know, fighting on two fronts with Afghanistan. And he didn't stop talking. And like, I can see his father was just trying to like pet a bunny rabbit. And, and he's just not letting him. But then we got into a cage. Y'all see? I, this is the most amazing thing. We got into a cage that there's a certain monkey that before they let you in, um, they tell you, do not make eye contact with the monkey. Because if you do, it'll come and attack you and kill you. So... <laughs> 
where inside that cage, the guy was not listening to the instructions because he was he was just knee deep in Barack Obama, and, and he's just talking and talking. We go into the cage, and the guy makes eye contact with the monkey, and all I thought was, "Oh well, thank God." <laughs> Finally, somebody's gonna put an end to my misery. And the monkey looked, and the monkey was like, "Me? Like what, you're looking at me?" And and, and and the guy was just right there. The guy was just like, "And if JFK were alive today, I'm telling you, he certainly turned the Democratic Party." And the monkey started attacking, and the lady went and averted the guy's eyes, and she said, "What's wrong with you? Don't you know? I told you you can't." The guy wasn't listening. You know. A lot of times you can't enjoy what life truly is. I'm just finishing yeah, it's a off. Great example. Just, just finishing off. If you want to see the news, you know, like Dusty was saying, you have to be informed. You know, you know how long it takes to be informed? Maybe two minutes. Maybe two minutes. If you are real about it, you can zip through Yeshiva World, and in two minutes you can pick up everything that's worthwhile. And, you know, and that's it. Going down that slippery slope is something where your bittel tyra of building yourself. Your bittel Torah of you're supposed to be moving. Yafashahas, uh, the morale says it's because you can move, you can accomplish, you can do. If you're on social media, you're not moving, you're an ombud, you're just standing, you're not going anywhere, you're watching everybody else go. You need to move, you need to build. And then with your relationships to everybody else, your bein adam la'atzmi, your bein adam la'chaverai, and certainly bein adam la'makam is going to be wrecked. It's one of the most challenging things that our generation has, and it's something that we have to finally get ahead of. All right. All right. I know we have more, but that's it. That's all I can do. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I okay, can't yes, talk about if you want, Yes, if you want. No, no, no I, I understand. It's going to be a... So if you want to sign off, you can, and I'll just tell everybody about oh, my wow. trip. I'm going to do that. So <laughs> I just want to, I'm doing this for everybody out there. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> this is the Two Cents Podcast. I am Yassi Ben Shushan. I am Ari Ben Shushan, and uh, have a great, great, great day.